0: and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back, it's the Dogger Saints Podcast Awards 2022. And yes, they've blowing their budget on May.
1: Hello
2: and welcome. It's the Dogger Saints Awards 2020. I'm Sam Miller and I am joined by Mr. Party himself. It's Danny Williams. How are you?
1: Come on, come on to a wonderful show. It's going to be awesome and some of it stuff
2: watch show. Good, good. Thanks for that, mate. It's better intro than ours. I do love the 90s and I do love Noel's House Party. The perfect combination to start our awards
1: ceremony, our events. That was the first time I've heard it. Literally. Well, in fact, when I listen back, it was the second time I've heard it. But just when you've played it through that and I'm now trying to compose myself because I'm giggling an awful lot from that but we, I will compose myself we will compose ourselves and we will compose a fabulous evening for all
2: oh I, the, my tuxedo is not on because it doesn't fit anymore so I've just got a hoodie on unfortunately but let's not let's not take that away from what is going to be a fabulous evening. If you've never listened to our awards ceremony before, we've only had one, it's, it's available to listen to on Spotify. We have got some cracking guests lined up to announce some of our awards for the evening, including the Club Shop of Shame item of the year, our guests of the season, well, the El Paz Award for guests of the season, because he won it last year. We'll come on to him later. We, we him might around. have
1: to do some actual podcast stuff before we start the awards.
2: <laughs> do we have to? Uh, we've also got goal of the season, Match of the season and most importantly, the player of the season, who will be the proud recipient. This is the word I'm looking for of the Ballon Dog, the Fred MacKercher Memorial Trophy, the Player of the Dogger Saints Podcast Player of the Year Award. And fingers crossed, he may just appear with us at some point. He may, he may not, but we will get him at some point. Uh, We've done our damnedest to try and get him, and he has agreed. But he's he's a very busy guy. But we'll. It could be it's a surprise for you guys. It's a surprise for us if he turns up brilliant.
1: Yeah, and we're not giving anything away because all of them are busy at the minute. So, but hopefully he can join us. Roger Moore is on his way. I (laughs) do believe Roger Moore is on his way.
2: I tell you who's not player of the year, but is the busiest man in the world, Liam Craig. He was at the theatre on Saturday. He was at the Killers on Tuesday. He was at the Scotland game on Wednesday. And apparently he's up to something tonight as well because I had a go at him.
1: You You say he's the busiest man in the world. I was at all three of those things, Same things where he was.
2: That's fair, and, and you're I'm not at one of them. And you're not retired. I'm not retired.
1: I'm very much not retired. I'm a very busy man. And he, but, can, and he can do what he likes because he is. He's Liam Craig, but Sam, you say, do we have to? We do because it's really funny and it's boiled piss. Go on. He lives. He stays.
2: Yes, the king. <laughs> Speaking of retirement and people who are retired and who apparently now aren't retired, he done us like a kipper. He told us that he was kind of thrown in the towel. We kind of went that as gospel, but the flying little bugger, he's back for another one-year contract. And wow. I sent him some of the screen grabs because he's not really on social media and he, he laughs wholeheartedly at most of them. I don't think he cares what people think.
1: No, and nor should he. As he said, I've won a double... He,
2: he said he won the double. He won uh, the fantasy yeah. football for Saints, and he was the the, <laughs> the the Dogger Saints podcast guest of the season last season. So, what um, more could you want in life? It's a it's quite the career he's got. But the way this is going to work tonight is we're going to dot our awards through the evening. Uh, in between, we're going to have our top five Saints players. Last year we had top ten. We could have had top twenty last season. This season, five was a push, <laughs> granted. But if we yeah. do have a top five
1: we we struggled. There was a bit of, um, I'm not going to give too much away here, um, but because you're not morons. Well, no, the people who <laughs> listen to this aren't. Uh, so, yeah, because you're not morons, you will have realized that we probably is going to be a bit of a gap between the top two and the next three. And then there was a bit of a gap between sort of them and the rest of the earth. Well, so yeah, so we went with five.
2: Yeah. Uh, at one point I did have to close, uh, well, votes on uh, Hector Jamal Ingram because he was creeping up the leaderboard as people thinking that would be <laughs> hilarious. So I thought, no, I had to close him down because, very funny, Good. but yeah, he was third for a long time. <laughs> I was like, no, we have to get him <laughs> gone. Um, he Who else got votes? Um has uh, got, vote. got a vote. Pat's got a vote. James, Br- there was loads of, I think everybody pretty much got a vote in every single category we did, uh, which is great. And there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of votes cast and some of the... The categories were, I think, one vote between a couple of them. It was so hotly contested, all the... And you've got all the facts and figures, don't you?
1: I've got them all here. I have got... Uh, this is where my big sort of job for the year is as statsman <laughs> for the awards ceremony. Indeed. You do the stats. You actually read out
2: all the announcements for this year as well for, for the awards, which is a nice touch. And you sounded bloody fantastic doing it. We will get to them. We'll hear them very shortly. Oh.
1: Thanks, mate. I was just teeing it up for our range of star and, frankly, ludicrous guests.
2: <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. Uh, last year, you may remember, we had Laura Woods from TalkSport. She read an award. Kyle Faulkner from The View who have reformed gig in December. Big news, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to that one. We had Chelsea Bob from River City and we had Gene Johansson from um, Place in the Sun. What a fine set of guests to kick off our inaugural award ceremony. We're now in... Dogger Wards too, Electric Boogaloo, and our guests are just as good. But we will we will touch on them as we go through the evening.
1: Uh, well, I mean, last year, admittedly, the guests sort of, we had, they were all sort of connected to football. Like, because <laughs> Chelsea Bob does that podcast, doesn't
2: he? Yeah, yeah, football daft.
1: He does a podcast. Laura Woods obviously, talks about Hansen. um, obviously... Married to jo- Jonathan. Jonathan and who's your one? Kyle Faulkner. Kyle I just, Faulkner. I just went right, to see yeah, nothing to do. Admittedly, nothing to do with football. Like, yeah, so three out of four weren't bad. This year, we've just sacked off any pretense whatsoever and just done what we thought, just done what we wanted.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I'd to thank Lynn as well, producer Lynn, for uh, doing a lot of the, the the heavy lifting on trying to get the guests. She, m- admittedly, she knows some of them. Another one, she's just chanced their arm and they've went, yeah, I'll do that so which is great but shall we just get to the top five we'll, we'll start with number five before we get to our first award
1: yeah let's do that let's uh let's go straight in at number five have you got the top of the pops theme <laughs> still at hand?
2: Oh, come on man i've been that busy i've got no uh, <laughs> oh, i'm joking I bus. <laughs> I'm I'm no that's quite funky though we'll leave that in the background
1: yeah What's number five? No, that's a terrible idea. Right. No, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Right. No, we'll just go straight in. Number five, Sam, in the player of the year, what, can I explain the voting system first?
2: Please, because I'm confused
1: with it. Right. So, we explained a while ago. We we sort of changed our minds on this. In that, originally, the player of the year, the other four awards are just going to be left up to all and sundry sort of anyway, that was always the plan. We changed our sort of way of thinking on this because we realised we were being a bit sort of exclusive and a bit, and we, we, don't, we don't like that. We're not like that. So what we did was we in the end, we opened it up to everyone. But I have done a scoring system based on Eurovision. Good. So.
2: Does that mean that Sam Raider is going to win until the Eurovision style Public voting comes into play and then he's gonna roll into number two.
1: Well, until someone starts a war with a Saints player, then <laughs> they, did. they did. They did Pazers won it then. Paz has won it. There <laughs> we go. Um so the way we did it, because we thought we did want to give the subscribers a little something, and also the wider sort of Dog of Saints um supporters club from which we are from which this all came, really. So the subscribers and the sort of uh, the wireless club members, if they wanted to put in some votes, they got to pick five. And they were ranked down from five, well, from one to five, and then with one getting five points, two getting four points, da da da. Gotcha. The public vote, which we did, that was then we tallied up all the well, got all the votes, and then I picked the top five from that. But because we, we wanted to give you a little bit of something, because there were so many votes came in, which I'm so grateful for, we went. I went from 10 to 5. Okay. So number one got 10 points from the public vote. Um, number two got nine. You can see where that's going. Got ya. So, yeah. So it's all worked out. It has all worked out. Yep. And it's actually made absolutely no difference anyway and it was a bit of a waste of time but (laughs) it it kept me occupied for a bit.
2: Indeed and I'm glad that you are the the person I would trust most when it comes to organising maths and numbers and things. I paint for a living Can't count to ten. Well that's true but anyway let's go for it. Number five after all the voting from the public vote, the subscriber and the supporters club vote tallied up. Who came in at number five in the list of Saints players of the season?
1: Sam in at number five for the Ballon d'Or, for the player of the season, it was St. Johnston Stalwart, midfielder, friend of the show, Murray Davidson.
2: Brilliant. And he, and he missed a big chunk of that as well this year. Um, it just shows you how vital he is in that in that role. When he comes in, he just does the grafting, doesn't he?
1: It's not like Murray to be injured, is it? But, huh. no, he's... Um, I, I think that's a very worthy... Number five. And what's been a tough season in which Murray's been asked to sometimes do jobs that maybe don't suit his game particularly well, not anymore anyway. He's never given anything less than his all. He's always been vital. And like you say, you might <laughs> there's been times when you might not have noticed him when he's been there this season. This is gonna sound awful. Moz, I'm sorry if you're listening, but you're absolutely noticing when he's not there. Absolutely. He has a balance in the midfield. He has a fight to the midfield. And when he's, you've got the right players around him, as is sort of really important when you get to Murray's vintage, you have got to get the right sort of players around him. When they've done that this season, he's been excellent. He's had some really good games, and particularly sort of towards the, the business end of the season mm-hmm. when it's really mattered. And I think that's actually been reflected a lot in the voting as we'll come on and as we'll come on and see. When we've got to the business end of this season, when we've really been fighting for our lives, Murray stood up and he was right there, as he has been for so long. So I think a very worthy fifth place this season. I think
2: so. And it's a player I'm gonna who's set up in Perth, happy to stay in Perth, happy to stay at the club, loves the club. Lo- loves a dogger as well. He was in a couple of weeks ago, I think. After the <laughs> Hall the... of
1: Fame performance a few weeks ago, yeah,
2: he put in a, a good shift. I think there was videos of him in a kebab shop in town after his. Was it was it a twelve till twelve shift in the dogger?
1: It was a twelve till twelve shift. He sort of because I was in that night as well. I admit I did about half of that, yeah. and I just happened to go in. I went in to watch the football. Murray was there, so I was chatting to him a bit and on a game of pool and stuff like that. And he's um. He was in fine spirits, and I think it was only a couple of days after that. In fact, it might have been this, might have been news since we last uh, since we last spoke to him. Uh, he's signed another year. Yep. He's got a contract extension.
2: Which is brilliant. Uh, he's the type of player, Murray Davidson, who you would he plays the games, and we kind of take him for granted a lot of the time. Uh, as you've pointed out brilliantly, you miss him when he's not there. And when the time comes when he does leave the club, you'll leave a massive hole in that midfield he's what 11-12 years he's been with us now he's he's due his testimonial this year surely
1: yeah yeah he certainly is and now he's been an excellent servant he's as I say you know footballs have to adapt and I think more he's starting to do that a little bit as you you know as you do over time so now he's been he's been an absolute stalwart and like I say he's, he's coming big when, when we've needed him, we've needed a big performance, Murray's, by and large. Not just this season, but as you say, over more than a decade now.
2: Yeah. and it's,
1: he's, he's stood up time after time.
2: And it's hard to argue with a, a top five place in player of the year, certainly. As you'll know, you, I imagine a lot of people aren't stupid. So it's going to be a bit of a two-horse race, but it's nice to see the other players that make up the numbers. Um, but Murray-Davison in at number five, where well, we get to the real crux of it, what people are here to listen to. I reckon we should some. Yep, it's a club shop of shame. We had over 35, I believe, items this year. I didn't do the total uh, value, but it was something, it was in its thousands and thousands of pounds worth of absolute tosh. Now, we put out every single item we had listed, and we narrowed it down to the top four. So if your favourite wasn't picked, I'm sorry. So if you selected something like the New York City dog backpack, which... which scored remarkably well did not make the, the final four but we've got somebody to announce such award it's it's telly's own grant stott if you remember kids telly in the 90s it was when live and kicking went down in scotland and you might not remember this it was a program called fully booked it was grant stott and gil porter were hosting it was it was excellent um and if you've ever been to see Pant in edinburgh grant stott would have been your man and if you've ever seen anything to do with john leslie on the telly uh, <laughs> Just remember who's
1: the better brother.
2: Yeah, that's his brother. Uh, He's on Radio Scotland every day from two o'clock.
1: Dan, Sam, he's got this. Is all very important stuff, but for our listeners out there, and this is how Grandstand first came to my attention. There is a YouTube video. It might. I don't know why it's still kicking (laughs) about. You know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Um, He's doing a version of um, "That's Life" by. Well, it was Sinatra, but obviously was by a few others, uh, called That's
2: Fife. Hold done, let me find it. Here it is here.
0: I said that's Fife. And as funny as it may seem, they've got two wee places on the coast called Pit and Weem. One time I took the ferry to the Bruggetown but can't do that no more cos they closed it down I've been to Dunfermline, Glenrothes Crossgates, Buckhaven Cowdenbeath too Dr. Murty, Kirkcory Kinghorn, Loch Gelly even Aberdour Each time I find myself staring methyl in the face I pick myself up and get the out of that place That's five. I tell you I can't deny it I saw a caravan in Lower Largo Man, I'm gonna buy it And if you're hungry and you don't think it's going too far Let's go to Ann Struthers award-winning fish and chip bar
2: Oh, what an absolute treat. I, I, I would have quite happily have paid, played the full three minutes of that. A musical explosion See,
1: dedicated went, to the kingdom.
2: It is. It was funny because like, even when I was driving the Ely in Five Third Week and I was spotting places that appeared in the song, which was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a timeless classic, but he's also in River City and his character in it is called Sam Spiller, which is very close to my name, I feel.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're only two letters off
2: and according on Saturday at the theatre I did a lot of spillages mostly your beer
1: most of my pints I clumsy dimp <laughs> so T- two separate occasions you, you
2: knock my pint I'm sorry about that but yeah Sam Speller on River City this is Samuel on the Dogger Saints podcast and here is the I'll, I'll hand over to the man it's Grant Stock
0: this is Grant Stock from BBC Radio Scotland and River City and the nominations for the Club Shop of Shame Item of the Year are... Rangers, Strawberry Ferguson Vape Oil.
1: A fly on the wall in the marketing department that day when someone decided this was a route to go down. You know, <laughs> what, what What? can we flog? What will these these simpletons of government laugh at? Rangers again. Converted fire extinguisher into a minibar. So, it's got scenes of like silhouettes of soldiers on there. There's a Union Jack and a Rangers badge. So, that's like the top half of the fire extinguisher. <laughs> There's
2: a phrase you'd never thought you'd see.
1: Hibs, NFT shenanigans. Iberian Football Club has signed an exclusive partnership deal with Sportimon Gold Brackets SGO, which is what they will be getting
3: referred to from now on.
1: Right, they will be which we'll see in the creation of hibernian fantonken and digital non-fungible
3: tokens. I don't know what they are. Because NFT collectibles. Stoke City. Oatcake mix. It's a local delicacy, but the question that this begs is, why on earth (laughs) would a football club be vlogging this?
0: The winner is the Strawberry Ferguson Veep Oil. Thank you. Oh,
2: a worthy winner and
1: uh, high production value. Well done, Dan. I mean, I mean, that's just textbooks, Tec- textbook radio. Um, not so bad editing from yourself, mate. Thanks, buddy. Nah, absolute, what a what a treat listening to Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but he put real emphasis on the Barry. Yeah, that was excellent. Yeah, he, um, he found it highly
2: amusing. The whole thing, to be fair, he was like, "What? Um, we we had to be very careful with what award we were going to send to which guest." Like, as it all come clear later on, we probably couldn't send that to to our our sporting guest because he wouldn't have a clue what the hell was going on.
1: No, but a <laughs> worthy winner. I mean, in some ways. That was like the most hotly, I think that was actually the closest vote we had. Oh no, there was a really close vote later I, on, but actually in terms yeah. of the spread, because we had so many and because it was by and large gold throughout the season. <laughs> I am mean, think off the top, of my head, the robot was my favourite. that didn't make it. Yeah, I think Strawberry Ferguson was my favourite overall and it was a worthy winner. My favourite that didn't make the top four was definitely the pool cleaning robot.
2: Yeah, that was brilliant. And I've already sent you two for next season as well when I was watching the football oh. last night and Already, we've got two items, both with a combined total of over one thousand pounds, and they're both ridiculous. So they've been banked for the new season. Ah,
1: I can't wait. I'm already, I'm already fantasising. Tent- oh, no, 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 it's the award show. It's the award <laughs> show. I'm <laughs> already looking forward greatly to bringing you this shite.
2: You, you will keep them words out of your damn mouth. That's an award <laughs> ceremony thing. <laughs> Get away with that. But yeah. It's uh, an odd thing. Very uh, topical. Indeed it is. But yeah, the strawberry vergs and vape oil. As you say, it was a the biggest spread we had because it was like thirty odd um things in there. So yeah, it was a worthy winner and it did kinda romp away with it nearer at the end. But it was a like well voted to everybody. I think that was probably the biggest lot of crap we had.
1: Oh, without a doubt. That was just there's not I wouldn't say there's not a day goes by that I don't think about it, but there's not A week goes by, I don't think about
2: it. I just want to start smoking vapes just so I can get some. Right, let's move on. Number five on our list of Saints players of the season was Murray Davidson. Who came at number four, Dan?
1: Number four, it was a newbie. Wow, there was plenty of them, to be fair. Yes, there was plenty. (laughs) 19 signings was about 16 or 17 newbies. You know what, Sam? I could give him the big build-up as we are now. But, I feel I need a little bit of something more. Hit it. In the number four. In the Ballon Dog. Dog of Saints, Podcast Player of the Year Award. Those dreamy passes.
2: <laughs> those dreamy eyes. That's, uh, those dreamy eyes. Get lost in
1: them bad boys. That dreamy backside. It's, it's, it's our Swedish midfield maestro. It's handsome Malka Halberg.
2: And another player that came onto a game near the end of the, the campaign. Big game player, clearly. Like The two matches against Inverness, he was outstanding. They're the two That in the very first game against Livingston, I thought, the three of them, he was incredible.
0: I...
1: I thought his impact that he had... He had a couple of quiet games, but he didn't. Um, I thought his impact after coming in was... as big as someone else we might talk about later. Post-January. Maybe not as big, but it was certainly required. I thought he was excellent. I really do, And we just needed that little bit of something in midfield... That little bit of know, that little bit of vision he's got, I think he's got, he can pick a pass, which there's other players that can, that were in the squad, but maybe just weren't doing it, but his ability to pick a pass, his ability to sort of balance the midfield out, he provided a good balance for Murray, as we were saying before. Uh, I thought he was fantastic in that goal at Inverness, which is his first, well, it's his only goal so far actually but that was just a touch of class absolute touch of class I didn't really realise until we watched it back later on I think I said this last uh, on our last episode and because we were at the other end of the ground so I thought it was just a bit of a goalmouth scramble but which it sort of was but his the touch, little touches he had before poking it home were absolutely magic and bit of quality that we've maybe not seen too much of this season so but that's just one example. I think he's just had a bit of quality. I'm very, very excited. I think he's he's the one you build a team around next season, to be honest with you. I think he's that that good.
2: I think he'll be very influential next season. Obviously, in that game as well, but Inverness, he, he set up the first, he crossed in for, yeah. for Rooney as well. So, yeah, he's, I think yeah, he's, he's on a good deal. and I'm just delighted. You could see by at the end of that Inverness match, just how when he was running up and down the stand, giving it the, the big in. <laughs> just how delighted he was and how relieved all the players were at this stage. Um, he obviously signed to to play in the Premier League with St Johnstone, and I'm glad he's getting the opportunity to, and I think he will be the one next season that'll make things tick.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the exact right term. That's what I was looking for, Sam. Makes things tick. And, yeah, and if all else fails, just stick him every month of the calendar and make our money back in no time. Do you know what I'm a little bit disappointed at? The fact that, Paz has, has
2: signed again because I would have been throwing money at Saints to get a Hallberg shirt just so we can sit with them for an hour
1: <laughs> yeah but we can't watch it we're, we're we invest-
2: are where we are now <laughs> we're invested in uh, Elliot now so cheers pal hopefully we'll get a good deal because he's not going to play much alright oh, we'll see we'll we'll barter <laughs> we will we'll, we'll try and do some uh, some negotiation but yeah number five Murray Davidson number four Michael Hallberg which leaves three places Michael Michael, Michael Holberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, close enough. Maker or Melker. Melker Holberg.
1: Melker okay, Holberg. I'll do Yeah, some. I do like the FCU song for him as well. I'll give him the due. Go on. The one that goes to the uh, tune of Truly Madly Deeply. Yeah. I want to be you like I... Melker Holberg?
2: Yeah. I want to
1: watch SJFC. Yeah, it's good,
2: that one. Well, well done, FCU, for another sterling song. That and uh, they're. Their... Calvin Bassey, paparazzi, Cal- uh, Callum Henry ripoff. Lovely stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, on the digital stealth rangers but we do better. We do do it better.
2: But I think it's time to go, let's keep things going. It's an award ceremony. We don't go to an ad break on this one. We keep going. We go again. And we'll do the last of our podcast kind of awards before we get into the players and the matches and things like that. And it was the El Paz Award for Guests of the Season One last season by Elliot Parrish. We didn't vote for him. You guys did. I wonder if that would change this season.
1: Probably it was all right. coming on, larking about when we were winning everything, and he yeah. didn't play. Um, Aye, that's true. He played. I He was superb. Um, nice. I, d- I don't know. I don't know, but it was a hotly, con- another hotly contested um category this year. It was, it and- really was. And again, a very widespread set of votes. I think
2: every single person on the list got a vote. Every single person.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a couple that didn't make. uh, What I enjoyed about this actually was it was people you might not not necessarily um, thought of that maybe didn't make the top four, but did really really well in terms of well ran it pretty close is what I'd say. Uh, I think Bev was really close; just missed out.
2: Yeah, Bev was well up there, yeah. Uh, I'm just yep. trying to get the awards up now. Let's have a look. Yeah, there was some. Graham Cummins had loads of votes. Fraser Wright, Jim Weir, they just all missed out. And Murray Davidson just missed out. Jeff Brown just missed out. Um, so, yeah, there was, lo- like I said, going through the list, every single person got a vote. Norris um, got three votes. Yeah, I, That was probably himself as missus oh, <laughs> and probably his neighbour. <laughs> and it's yeah. mum as well. Yep, so it was a hotly <laughs> contested uh, category. And to read this one out, we had... No, no, no. Now, I like
1: darts. <laughs> I like darts too, Sam.
2: Now, this all came around because me and Lynn went to the darts in Blackpool and she got kind of media tickets. So We were sitting on the kind of the fa- friends and family side and she got speaking to a woman called Nanette and they got on like a house on fire. Lin, as you know, Lynn will speak to absolutely anybody. And it turned out uh, Nanette's uh, husband was playing. And they kind of kept in touch after that. And Lynn just kind of thought, you know what, I'll, I'll give her a wee message to see if uh, this gentleman wants to to do the, the award ceremony. We were there when this guy actually was kind of hated a couple of years back when he put out the uh, Balancheric, put her out of the the Worlds. Oh, yeah. Um, but he did win the 1996 BDO World Champ and he was a former world number one and he's got the best nickname in darts
1: he has got the best nickname in darts and he's an absolute legend of the game I mean we both really like our darts he is is, he's been around for God knows how long he's a massive fans favourite and I'm afraid to say it Melker is now the second most handsome person mentioned <laughs> on this podcast. Michael can't even, Michael Hallberg.
2: Melker Hallberg is also not nicknamed the Bronze Adonis, which is when you see Steve Beaton, you realise, oh, well, it doesn't quite go, but it's funny. It works.
1: Oh, it works. It works. And I am... I'm- this is my favourite thing we've ever done on this podcast, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, without a shadow of a doubt.
2: It's brilliant. Um, I would have loved to have heard Steve Beaton say strawberry Ferguson vape oil, but we, we can, I think he may have not done it for us. But let's go to the, the El Paz Award for Guests of the Season with our special announcer, Take away. Hi, everyone.
3: This is Steve Beaton here. And I'm presenting the El Pass Award for the Guest of the Season, and it's between the following nominations: Sergi Balsacch.
0: You very much appreciate, you know, like people remember me. Yeah, very important for me, you know, to remember this. Is, you know, and I would like to something to say to the people, thank you for this. Is, yeah.
1: Graham Gartland.
0: The Dells come in and uh, he says every time he turned around he was talking about her after the game because I think we went on and got resulted so he's after the game he's like and that fucking dolphin balloon, who owns the fucking
3: dolphin <laughs> balloon? Of, like fucking bobbing <laughs> around on his at half <laughs> time. Alec like Totten. And I remember the final whistle and the of the, the, the thing with the, the, the stadium and the boys shoot Betty him in the back. The bath was red hot. It was
1: good for the cold water. I the it was unbelievable. And the boys are jumping about laughing. Attila Dino, securely
3: ugly. Two years ago, a great house party here, about 50 people. He's 30 years old. Yeah, then a year later, we want to do again. But then was corona, the lockdown. And then i starting my first live session over Facebook. <laughs> And the winner is Alex Totten.
2: Ah, oh, lovely stuff. I, I'm I'm delighted for like when that I'm delighted for Steve for doing that. So, first and foremost, thank you very much, Steve. The bronze is beating. What
1: a guy. Oh, what a guy. A massive thanks to the net as well. Um, and Lynn as well, I <laughs> yeah. should say, for getting that all set up. Uh, appreciate that so much. And obviously, Steve, you know what. That is, um, that is a very worthy winner. Alex Totten is my favourite interview we have ever done on this podcast.
2: The most humble guy who was so honest about his time with the club, how much he loved the club. Everybody said they loved the club, but you just knew from him that he absolutely meant it.
1: He was lovely. And also, he was really lovely when he spoke to us on the... Um, you know, it came across on the interview, That's what I'm trying to say. But actually, he texted us afterwards and stuff like that saying, thanks so much, lads. And just an, a gent, a, a real gent, and hopefully now he's uh, now he's in retirement. He might might see fit to come up to Mcdermott for a game. It'd be lovely to see a great legend of the club, a great legend of the club, uh, come and see us. I need to give honorable mentions throughout that you know, <laughs> from the nominations yeah. because there was one you touched on before, Sam, Graham Cummins, who didn't make the top four, and that was another favourite of mine. For Graham was just so honest and. And such a nice lad as well, again. But Graham Gartland. <laughs> he was brilliant. He he was pulling his season's out pass yeah. in terms of one where we've just spoke to him and laughed the entire time. Mark McCulloch as well was pretty similar. Aye. Just you, nonsense. You, you you get that. Just brilliant.
2: If, if you're going to go back and listen to an old episode, I recommend the Graham Gartland one just for the interview. Just skip to the interview. It is... Priceless, and some of the stories about uh jubes and stuff like it's is just brilliant. Um, so he finished second, uh, just behind Alec Totten. Like I said, it was between the top four, uh, Attila as well. He was just mental the whole time, he was just loving life, chilling out on his couch when we were speaking to him.
1: Oh, he's great, Sergi. What a gentleman, as well! Yeah, absolute gent. He was so generous with his time with us, and he was, um, he gave us a fantastic interview as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. All this uh all this awards in is giving me a bit of a bit of a throat, you know. You gotta watch you gotta clear my throat there. Uh, <laughs> no, Sergei was fantastic as well. That was another favourite of mine, but I'm, I'm gonna be some when I saw the results coming in, I wasn't I was pretty chuffed that uh that Alec got the got the nod. Just ahead of Graham, it would have been my second choice, I think.
2: Yeah, um I, I kind of I think that's all fair enough. I'll message Alec to see that he's won it and I'm sure he'd be absolutely delighted and I'll get him to thank the the listeners and the voters who who voted for him. But like on, I say honourable mentions, just the top four, absolutely every single person that came on and spoke to us, from players to non-players, everybody was brown. Like we said, we've had cut winners, Hall of Famers, MPs, a couple of MPs, women footballers, yeah. commentators, you name it. Like we've had them. Um, youth players. Ando. Yeah, <laughs> Ando, Martin Hardy, it's been brilliant. It's been Rory really Hamilton. It's been a brilliant season for guests. And we'll, we're, at the end of this episode, we'll touch on who we've got lined up for next year already. And we've got a couple more in the bag.
1: We will do. I need to give one more honourable mention. I need to mention him by name. And it's maybe a little bit of recency bias. Another recent one, actually. Jim Morton. Yeah. He was fantastic. Oh, Jim
2: Morton was brilliant, yeah.
1: Jim, but that's just how competitive this was. But young Kyle Thompson, he got eight votes. So... Well done to him, because I thought he was brilliant when we had him on a couple of weeks ago.
2: Yeah, I couldn't believe he was, what, 13, 14
1: years old? I know. Unbelievable. I, well, when I said to him, are you doing your highest? It's just because I assumed he was like uh, 16, 17, the way he was speaking. But no, I thought he was fantastic. And obviously, good luck to the, good luck to the young the young pups next season.
2: Indeed, Andy. But let's move on. So Alec Totten has won an award, and so has Strawberry Ferguson Vape Oil. I don't know who you give that to, Do did you give it to the tobacco company, did you give it to Barry Ferguson, did you give it to Rangers, who did you give that to, that's a mixed bag.
1: Um, I'm not sure, no, I have decided, so I'm, I'm going to give it to you for
2: when you get your vote. Yeah, good man, good man, right, let's move on, so Murray Davidson and Belker Hallberg have made up 5-4 and four on our Saints list, who's coming at
1: number 3, Dan? He may be gone, but he wasn't getting away without a mention on this, was he? Certainly not. Certainly not. It is now <laughs> former St. Johnston right back, Cup double goal scoring legend, and Inverness Slayer, <laughs> Sean Rooney.
2: Yeah, um... of Fleetwood Town. Sean Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> what a second half of the season. He's one of the ones that maybe, if the voting was done, kind of like the manager of the year last year before Callum won the double, like when the manager of the year award was done in like March and Steven Gerrard yeah. got the manager of the year. It's the same kind of thing. I don't think Rooney might have been in the top five if we did the awards three or four weeks before the end of the season. Would that be fair?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, absolutely think that's fair. But... Hey, that was Sean Rooney. That was Sean Rooney in a nutshell. It could be frustrating. It could be spend half his time arguing with the ref, with opposition players, with his own players, with opposition fans. <laughs> um, it could be out of position for 90 minutes. He could do this, but... My word! When we needed him, when we needed something from anywhere, from anyone—not anyone—was inevitably Sean Rooney. When it mattered most, he was. He came up big time after time after time, and I love that. Yeah, uh, celebrations at the
2: end. If that was that was how he bowed out, which was a goal in his last game in the 90th minute, top off, got a book in, megaphone with the fans. He's, he's a legend. He'll be a Hall of Famer, no shadow of a doubt about it. He, the guy's a legend. Well, that was him. That
1: was the most fitting way he could have possibly bowed out. Yeah. The man's an absolute nutbar. Let's not make <laughs> any bones about it. He's a lunatic. But a goal in the playoff game to keep us, admittedly, we're up by that point, but he already scored in the first leg, scored the opener in the first leg. And then he's... The, the thing with the ref, that might be the funniest thing I've ever seen on a football pitch. Yeah, but I mean, it was just the whole show. He was magnificent. And then he's in the crowd with a megaphone later on. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss him as a character. We're going to miss him as a player. We, we might get someone at right fullback who can hold a position game in, game out. <laughs> but I don't want that. That's I so just fun. want Sean really back. And I tell you what, he was another one. As we were, Like you alluded to, Sam, first half of the season, you know, it was, he, he wouldn't have been in that top five. He wouldn't have been even close to it, to be perfectly honest with you. He was indifferent, as the team was. He had some indifferent form. He had some good games, but yeah. And then he got injured. But then it was just, it was the running. After he came back in that Motherwell game, there was then just absolutely no looking back for him. And in that, top, in that last sort of seven games, the, the post-split games and then the playoffs, well, he didn't play at Hibs, but other than that, every single one of them, he was fantastic. Including St Mirren, where we were awful. But he was still the one who was trying to get everything going. He was the one who was trying to drive the ball on. He was a big game player. And yeah, I've in a season like we've had, that is more than enough to get you third place in this. Exactly right. As you say, big game player,
2: that's exactly what I was going to say. Two goals in the, the playoff final. The goal against Dundee at Dens, which we were a goal down at and we needed something out of that. Or the whole thing could if be... If he'd not whole... got that, Yeah,
1: if he'd not got that, and they'd got a win there, and McGee had put his heating back on. <laughs> and he had a wee chicken sandwich to himself. <laughs> he had a wee chicken sandwich. If he'd not got that, that's down to two points. Yeah, but... And their tails are up because of one again. So he's, we were in the shit. That was a bigger goal than probably we really acknowledge, you know, anyone's really acknowledged.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think I was in the goal of the, the season campaign, which I think we should get to, I think. Nice. But, I think uh, we should some. But before we do. What the hell was that? You hear that? Yeah. I don't know what that An was. An alien. I don't know what it was. But uh, yeah, before we get to that, just forward about Sean Reni's moved to Fleetwood. He's not due us anything. He deserves this move and I wish him all the best. And I know Fleetwood are playing Dundee United in a couple of weeks in a preseason friendly.
1: Ah, uh, you can take a few of them out. <laughs> He's no, I echo that exactly. Sam. EL's is nothing. He's um the very best of the lot to him. And I really hope he goes down there and and does his thing and does
2: it well. Exactly right, so Sean Rooney at third place Now let's go to goal of the season We've got two awards live, goal of the season and match of the season One was won by one vote And the other one was won by about 600 (laughs) That thing was the difference in it (laughs) Would you like to hazard a guess as to which one was which? Yeah, so we're going to go to goal of the season And do you know what I like, Dan? Go on, Sam I like daytime telly Oh, you can't whack it. You get you get Angela Rippon and Gloria Hunniford talking about people getting ripped off on holiday, and then you used to get Jeremy Genu-
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's television gold.
2: Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but it's great. And they're still doing their thing and they must be about 90, but fair play to them. Um you used to get Jeremy Cow, you get this morning. If you want a bit of smut, um got Holly and Philip giggling at penis jokes.
1: I tell you what, if you want blue comedy, you, you blew it with M2. Then you are with what's it, than you post-Watershed on Channel 4. Oh, ridiculous. Don't know how they
2: get away with that nonsense, but before you get Bargain Hunt, which is another favourite, which I'm a massive fan of people celebrating winning a pound,
1: and a golden gavel sometimes. Oh, sometimes you do get the golden gavel. I've ever told my David Dickinson story on this podcast.
2: No, but I think it's the time right about now.
1: And I did a day's work for David Dickinson. <laughs>
2: No, you've never told me this. I was to say, were you painting?
1: No, no, it wasn't when I was painting. Um, no, it was when I was eighteen, right? And um, Dickinson's real deal was <laughs> he's such a film in at the Imperial in Blackpool Imperial Hotel, right? And so they, what they did was he went to like local colleges looking for runners, like put some up on the college, college notice board. Like if you want to drop us an email, if you want a day's work, you got like 45 quid for it, something like that. It might've been 50 quid. Can't remember. Um, So me and my mate did it. At first I thought he asked me if I wanted a meal deal. <laughs> it turned out, it was, that was a short-lived feature. Um, Dickin, actually, Dickinson's meal deals. Dickinson's <laughs> That'd be a meal good, deal. That, idea for a show. I a mean, very Alan Partridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, so you're basically going around as runners. But I. Um, so, yeah, so I spent the entire day making coffees for David Dickinson. Good. He has his coffee very strong. And also, he's not actually orange. What is he? He's more like, um, you know, like you get a Crayola. You know, like you get the Crayolas. Yeah. Right. Boxer box wax Crayons. You've got kids, you must have Crayolas. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like burnt Sienna. Oh. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not... it's like this weird um it's like this weird sort of it's not orange, it's like this weird um like
2: Terracotta. Mud colour. Yeah. I thought that when you said you got uh, yeah, the coffee, you just yeah. put it into a bathroom so he could bathe in it. Maybe that's where he got his skin colour from.
1: Well that's what it looked like. You know <laughs> these bodybuilders with coffee on themselves. <laughs> that is pretty much what it looked like. Good. Um <laughs> Yeah, strange bloke. Brilliant. So, I've got a lot of signed photos. He gave us all signed photos at the end of the day, and in addition to our 45 quid. i got a lot of signed photos. Mum's still got a pile of them. The kitchen <laughs> a
2: pile of David home. Dickinson signed photos. <laughs> That's a I've shop of Shane Item right there. <laughs> yeah. But before I hit Dickinson's real deal, <laughs> there's a TV show. We'll get <laughs> the longest intro in the world. But, um, Homes Under the Hammer, Dan. Don't know if you're familiar uh, with it. Oh, magnificent,
1: magnificent.
2: Yeah, so basically it's a show where people buy houses on auction. <laughs> at auction, I should say. And then they do them up and then resell them and they send presenters in to, to, to have a look at them. And one of them is our next guest. Have we got Dion Dublin? We don't have Dion Dublin. or oh, that guy with, with the hair and the suit jacket and the, the wacky shirt. Martin. Martin, that's him. Was he on I'm a Celebrity, was he not? Yeah, he was. But our next guest okay. was on... House of Games and won
1: this is true
2: she was also on Celebrity Mastermind didn't win didn't win
1: but
2: she was on it she was on it and she's an absolute superstar for announcing her awards it's Martel Maxwell and I'm a massive fan and we just got in touch with her out of the blue and she agreed to do it when we sent over the wee script to her usually a lot of these people you have to go to my agent go to my agent but she's an absolute superstar and she is announcing our goal of the season award do you want to get to it? Let's do it, let's do
3: it.
2: Hello, I'm Martel from Homes Under the Hammer and the nominations
0: for the goal of the season are:
1: Sean Rooney versus Inverness at Home. Stevie May versus Inverness at home. Halberg is there! It's saved by Richards, but
0: Stevie May makes an instant impact, having just come on. He's picked the right moment to end his
1: goal round. Callum Hendry against Motherwell at home.
3: It's a long ball in the direction of Hendry. The
0: strikes!
3: three points.
1: Jason Kerr against Galatasaray away in Istanbul.
3: He's had a big wait, but he steps up and Brilliant. scores! Jason Kerr silences the home crowd. The noisy that we could hear there when he steps up to take that penalty. Fair play to the big man. Let's find out what happened when it went under the... Oh, sorry, wrong show. And the winner is... Callum
2: Hendry against Motherwell. Ah, oh, the most one-sided vote ever, that one. Never mind that, never mind that. Martell did the thing that she says on the telly. <laughs> she did do the thing she says on the telly. And, uh, what a japester. Oh, what an absolute treat. And she actually mentioned that there's a lot of St. Johnson chat in her household because she's got three young boys, So, and she just lives up the road. So, uh... Brilliant, Martel. Thanks again. And congratulations to Calum Henry. There could only be one winner in that. I know there were some massive goals and massive, but in terms of actual strikes, that was an absolute
1: thunder bastard. Oh, it was impeachable. <laughs> it? it was, and the commentator said it there, sensational. And that's exactly what it was. It was just technique. I mean, we were all comparing it for a banter, like in the immediate aftermath to Van Basten. In the 88 final, 88 European Championship final. <laughs> but only it's like a half banter because it was, the technique was unbelievable. And he just, it was one of them, you had, he had to get the timing right. If he didn't, it was either ending up at Liam Kelly's shins or out into out onto the road behind the ground. So... Heading up to Burford Park. So it was um fantastic goal. It, there could be only one, really. I have a big, big soft spot for Stevie Mays against Inverness for a number of reasons. Yeah, me too. a real soft spot for him. But, I mean, that was a little tapping. Whereas Callum's was just the right. And a big goal. Big goal. Every goal was a big goal. Sort of in that last few months of the season because things were so touchy and tight. And, yeah, it was... Um, no, fantastic. Absolute fantastic. Last-minute winner against Mobile kept us sort of <laughs> not clear of danger at that point, but it turned out to be a big three point. So, yeah. no.
2: Kept the Wolves from the door slightly, didn't it? And the fact we were one uh, one down and we came back to win it 2-1. Uh, and it was an absolute pitch, very similar to Sheridan's goal against Rangers for Saints. But just a great goal.
1: Yeah, that is the exact comparison, really, killing Sheridan's against Rangers. Um, Actually, remember that weekend because I wasn't at the ground because of COVID, so I was watching it. But I always meant that was a big weekend that because we're saying it kept them off in the door. That was when um, Rangers beat Dundee the next day. That's right, yeah. And that sort of was that was a big weekend. We had a couple of really big weekends or big weeks because Saint Mirren had beat them a couple beat Dundee a couple of days before. That was really when the tide started. Turn in our favour in terms of that tenth eleven thing. So, yeah, I mean, big goal, great goal, and yeah, I mean, where do we go from here?
2: Where do we go? Let's go back to <coughs> excuse me, dry throat. It's the the draughty air in this theatre, with this vast award theatre that we are we're currently sitting in. Not my kitchen. Oh my kitchen. <laughs> um. Number two, it was a two-horse race, and this was probably well the second most hotly contested category of the lot. The the lead obviously there's two players left, and I think we know who they are uh, for Player of the Season. And the lead switched and swapped the whole way through.
1: Sam, can I make a suggestion? Go on. Because we all know who we all know who the top two are. Nobody's daft there. Why don't we watch it? Why don't we keep the suspense going a little longer? And why don't people, instead of listening to us, why don't we go to another one of our star guests and why don't we do our final, well, second, penultimate award of
2: the night? Yes, this makes much more sense. And we have, we spoke to, remember we spoke to Jason Kerr's mum? Tracy. Yeah, that was that was a nice event. Uh, that was the whole big, uh, we spoke to Spoonie's brother.
1: We did, Ian. I speak to Spoonie's brother on <laughs> A near enough daily basis, but yeah, it yeah. was still nice.
2: It was, and the the big payoff of that was going to be we're going to try and get uh, Calum Henry's dad on Colin. <laughs> <laughs> but that that, that <laughs> okay, never fathomed out. Okay, but we do have a, a player's daughter coming on now. An ex guest, nonetheless. He was an ex guest, a good one. Got a couple of votes. Indeed, he did. Um, Amy Irons is coming to join us off of the nine, off of standing for Stuart Cosgrove and off the ball she does sports scene she does all the telly all the radio and she is a bona fide superstar the first lady of Scottish football I like to call her
1: Uh, that's a good description
2: I think so and she is announcing the match of the season and we can say there was one vote separating the top two in this one which was incredible this was tight y'all uh, well, it was actually up until the last 20 minutes there were even Stevens don't know what we would have done then but sh- should we go to Amy and she can read out the top four
1: you know what I can't think of anything better cold lager oh lovely
2: <laughs> here is here is Amy Arms. Hi, I'm Amy Irons, and the nominations for match of the season are...
1: Galatasaray in Istanbul.
3: Oh, here we go. There's a chance for Key. Can he get there, Muslera? He drives him back. There's got to be be a penalty. He's got to be off the park. Wow, what a moment. Fernando Muslera dragging Chris Kane to the ground at the expense of a penalty. The captain is off. Galatasaray at home. Right footed this time. Deep one for Kerr, who wins it. It's a difficult one for the keeper. Is it good? St. Johnson are back at level terms. And it's Chris Keane who's got the final touch. Galatasaray protested it had across the line, but the officials have given it. And St.
0: Johnston have that equalizer.
1: Dundee away in the quarter final of the League Cup.
0: Booth does well, wins the battle against Kerr. What can he do from here? Well, he
3: can set up the goal that surely takes St Johnston into the League Cup semi-finals. Ali Crawford. In Vanessa, home.
0: Because after the season, Gallon in has had, St Johnston are staying in the Scottish Premiership. And the double cup winners from last season have won yet another final the playoff final
1: and the winner is the playoff final second leg against Inverness
2: thoroughly deserved thank you Amy Irons for that what a, what a star she is
1: what a star what a, what a star of all been Um nice people. David was a lovely guy of us as well, and Amy's obviously done a real solid there. So much appreciated. A,
2: a real and fucking solid
1: there, mate. A real fucking solid. Why? Why? too Very solid, right? I right, have seen a solid like it since Al Reggie Crack. Right, he was fucking solid, right? I,
2: my dad Sorry, watched you're... My dad watched Legend for the first time the other night. Did, did he enjoy it? He did enjoy it. He enjoyed it. He said it was great. Oh,
1: it's good. Cool. It's all right. It's a good film. Inverness,
2: um, Inverness at home. What beat Galatasaray away by one vote? They were flipping and flopping the whole time. It could have been any of them—the first game of the season or the last game of the season. Everything in between, kind of forget about. But
1: yeah, yeah, we that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I that was going to be my that was my vote. To be honest with you, that was one I voted for. I was that night was uh, yeah it was, it was special, but Galatasaray away was really special. I think the fact that we weren't, I was actually, both we were getting together because we had a big thing in the dogger.
2: Yeah.
1: Just I wasn't there. <laughs> the Galatasaray game, I just wasn't there. I was sat on my own in a pub in Nottingham. Oh, of course you were, yeah. Because i gone down to watch cricket, um, watching it. But I think just the fact we we're in the ground for the MS one, I think just after the season, we're so much riding. You know what? That could have been completely different as well. <laughs> like, not for the game on the Friday night. Because if the game on the Friday night went how it should have gone, and we should have beaten about five yeah. 0 that wouldn't that would have just been a procession. That even Inver- at home. But then after the Friday night, after the first forty five minutes, that second half it was absolutely magic. And yeah, but Galatasaray away was brilliant. Wherever you watched it, it was it was so special. There, there were four really big things. The one I'd sort of forgotten about Galatasaray at home was obviously. Brilliant as well. That was a great night, even though we um even though we came out on the wrong side of it. Because they were which, you know, when they replaced Arda 2 one with Ryan Babbel. <laughs> I mean, that hmm. was mental. Um the one I'd sort of forgotten about was that Dundee quarter final. And not forgotten about it. I remember the game and all that. But it was the fact that when we came out on the ground. I mean, it was me and you and a couple of other pals. It we was so excited because it was a trip to Hampden, and obviously we missed yeah. out on four of them the year before, the season before. So that was like a trip to Hampden, which we, trip to the Hamden, trip to Hamden, which we all got, and it was um, so that was really exciting. Also, if you remember, this is probably the most stupid conversation we ever had in hindsight, but we were because we knew who the four teams were it was us, Celtic, Hibs, and Rangers, so we knew it by that point. And you remember, Celtic had been a bit rubbish at the start of the season. And so we were like, oh, out of all them, you'd take Celtic, wouldn't you? <laughs> and then in sort of a couple of months in between, that, the game was in September, the semi-final was in November. And in the sort of couple of months in between, Celtic got really, really good.
2: And we didn't win a game in October. We <laughs> held up to, or November, or December, I don't no, think we won no, any we games. Were,
1: yeah, we were a bit, we were a bit pony there, but nah, I think Inverness at home, a worthy winner. It was great. And you know what, it was a nice little bookend as well, because that night against Inverness, everyone walking down the ground, packed out McDermott, not quite packed out, but loads of folk in McDermott, everyone excited. Nice, you know, nice warm night. We've been in the pub before, I'm shocked. <laughs> and it was, it just actually reminded me of the Galatasaray game. It reminded, And the last game, those early season European nights, and just that excitement about it all. Football's better when football's better when there's a bit riding on it. That's all they were doing. They were just setting up for an exciting end to the season again.
2: That's it. Remember, Pat has actually mentioned that in a text message. He said, "We'll just, we'll just our Kilmarnock in the playoffs and then be done with it." Yeah,
1: halfway there. This this was in about February when he's <laughs> already resigned this to the playoffs. Yeah. But there
2: we go. Still, but uh, yeah, about that. Um, the games you touched on the Dundee game. Uh, my standard memory of that was uh, Spinny putting McGowan on his arm after six can chops and the spin that was amazing and then he got moved to the other side away from him because he he's like yeah. no you can't well, Booth
1: got game. in on the act as well everyone forgets about that Spoonie and Booth were just absolutely giving him nightmares yeah um, James Brown got injured that night and that was where we got the that wound up with Rooney moving into centre half or O'Halloran coming on and we just killed him down the wings. Yeah. Just battered him non-stop down the wings. We were great that night. It was. That was a great
2: game and a great night. Um, the Galatasaray game, as you touched on, speaks for itself. And the Murness game. What I like, the fact that it was a massive crowd. The crowd was probably bolstered by the fact that people like underdogs and thinking, oh, we're not doing better. If Saints were 6-0 up after the first leg, the, the crowd wouldn't be anywhere near as big as what it was. there.
1: No. No, not all. And you've got to give credit as well. So, picking up the Saints support, Inverness bringing down as many as they did on a Monday night. That really added to things, and vice versa because going up on the Friday night, we took loads. Yeah. So, you know what? It was a great couple. It was a shame, really, for Inverness that that second half they got blown out. Of, I say it's a shame. I don't, can't give a shit. Nah. But they got blown out of the water because they were they they tired. But we were we blew them out of the water. Yeah. We uh, battered them. We hammered them in that second half
2: days like that at McDermott are very few and far between because usually you get the big crowds for the European games and we don't always come off successful in them matches so it's always great to see a big crowd and a big result off the back of it as well
1: I know and the only other time you really see loads of fans in McDermott is when sort of the ugly sisters were out in the town
2: but yeah they're not, they're not Saints fans that's the problem
1: they're not Saints fans no we need more of that but we'll see see what next season brings we don't need more playoffs.
2: No, no, definitely
1: not. You do no. not get any ideas. We do not need more playoffs. More but... top
2: six, more European football, more cup runs, more trips to Hamden would be lovely. More silverware. Preferably. That would be nice.
1: These are all nice things.
2: <laughs> we would very much enjoy that. We are down to two, Dan.
1: And then there were two.
2: We know um, who there is between, let's not be around the bush. It's The top spot is between Xander Clark and Callum Hendry. Somebody has some British no, second. No,
1: you're wrong. No, so you might think. Go on. Between, oh, Effie Ambrose is in there. Oh, my mistake. my mistake. I was in charge of the vaulting system. <laughs> but and Effie you... Ambrose is in there. No, I jest. <laughs> Obviously, I don't like I'm saying I jest as if it wasn't fucking <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So between the two, both had brilliant seasons. Let's start with, Callum Henry here. Um, came back in January, scored seven league goals, won us a ridiculous amount of points. If it wasn't for him, we would have gone down. Fair?
1: Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. Give us a focal point up front. He was excellent. He was fantastic. Led the line brilliantly. Popped up with goals. Never gave the defenders a, sort of, never gave the defenders a kick, never gave them a second to think. He was... He looked hungry and he looked like finally, the, from all sides, the penny had dropped about how best to use him and how best to utilise him. Because let's not forget, there is a sort of two year or oh, it's a two year story, really, with Callum. That's on the last sort of few months, last six months or so. Not even that, actually. He only came back in like February, didn't he? Um, because we had the Sort of winter break and all that no it's um, it's a two year story and it coincides with another Callum uh, coming in and we all thought Callum Hendry was was dumb yeah he had he had, a, he had a good chance at the start of the sort of first season didn't get a league goal got a few in the cups and stuff like that and then he missed out and it's really sad because he is a big part of that group and he's I know he's very very good mates with Liam Gordon and he's grown up at Saints and he's come through. Well, started at Blackburn and he's come through. And you know it's when we were when you know all the when it was all going down at the back end of 2020 twenty one. He wasn't there. He was alone at Aberdeen. And that was that was a shame. It was, it was, it felt like a shame for him.
2: Yeah, and imagine if he asked him, he would have said he'd just have been delighted for his teammates and that. But of course he would have been gutted to miss out on that. Was well, he good. And he started that
1: season as the first choice striker. I know. But... And then it chopped and changed. And then obviously this season, again, people were saying he got a chance at the start of the season. I don't think he did, really. I think he got a few bits here and there. Maybe last season was still playing in his mind as well. He got a bit like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, and then went and met up with Tommy Achille where he did well, as he sort of did at Aberdeen, uh, I don't think anyone really saw, not to the extent that anyone saw what was coming.
2: No, uh, but as much money as saint johnson Johnstone's got in the, the, the bank, throw it at Callum Henry to get him to stay, vital.
1: Oh, absolutely vital. Absolutely vital. And for what we're going to have to do to find another centre-forward who gives you what he's given us the last, well, second half of the season... It's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer that you do everything you possibly can to keep this lad. And there's obviously been no real talk about where he's going or what's happening, and he is obviously out of contract. That's that's the cold, hard sort of fact of it. But hopefully something can be done and he stays a Saints player because I've, he's been here a long time and he's grown up at Saints I mean, he's, he's a big player for us now. And I said you build your team around Holberg. In the absence of that, which you do anyway, but you build your attack around Hendry, looking yeah, at yeah. looking at this, on the evidence of the last few months. And it, you know what? It was lovely to see him doing that again. Because that was like the boy we had a couple of years back before COVID. Mm-hmm. That lad who scored that brilliant goal against Rangers, you know, right before the shutdown and all that. And, was chipping in with goals left, right, and said, I think you might have got our last goal before the shutdown as well, actually. Uh, it was against, against Livingston. Livingston, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm his biggest fan, and I'll follow him until he loves me.
2: <laughs> Callum, Callum Henry. Callum Henry. He- so, up against him for the battle for the top spot or for the Ballon Dog this year is Xander Clark, a player who we know has left the club, and he's been with us for... Donkeys, he is just, again, another player is just absolutely nothing. He has earned his right to move on and try and get a, a a big pay somewhere
1: else. And what a season he has had. Unbelievable. And I'm just looking bad now, really. There's a bit of sadness in as we've come to this sort of in this top five. Because you look at it, three out of the five, three great players for us. And we're all out of contract. Well, one's already signed on with another club. One's already... Out of Fleetwood Town and Sean Rooney. Um yeah, it's he's been immense, Annie, and what a what a year for him. What a year for example we know his we know his family. Um good pals with his brother and mum and dad are lovely as well. So I mean, what a year for them to see him grow like he has as a goalkeeper and not just at Saints, getting his Scotland call ups. Um unfortunately, still lacking a Scotland cap, but yeah, he was um he's in the mix there. I mean, this is a problem really, because you've not got you don't play friendlies anymore. So yeah, it, every game's sort of competitive well, nominally competitive, like in in the nations league. So but yeah, enough of that. The Saints form Say would have gone down without Hendry. <laughs> we struggled to stay up without Zander this season
2: we'd have been down before Henry came back yeah. if it wasn't for Xander Clark that one performance in particular where we came away with three points uh, at Dundee United away in September in September where Xander Clark had the single-handed like the, it's the best goalkeeping performance I've seen a Saints Stop since I think it was Alan Main away to Kilmarnock one game I was like the last of the Alamo down there it was ridiculous he was battered from start to finish and pulled off all kinds of ridiculous saves and I've never seen anything even remotely close to it. Maybe do you know what I remember like when I was watching the Champions League final, uh, Courtois and that it was like that. It was just oh, yeah. saving absolutely everything like single handedly saved the team. You
1: you get goalkeepers like I've seen De Gea do it a few times United, Allison at Liverpool. Um you you just occasionally get goalkeepers who they just have a day where they just look absolutely unbeatable. And Xander was exactly that that day. I mean, some of the stuff, some of the stops he was pulling off were just ridiculous. I mean, they had lads shooting for about, you know, sticking it in the corner from about four yards out, and he's getting to it. Yeah. He like, was outstanding. And you saw at the end of the game, I mean, we were, we were there, obviously, and it's, you just saw every single player, either he was on the pitch or on the bench. Were just running over to him at the end of the game, he had an absolute heater, absolute heater. Um, <laughs> never leave me all the terms here. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was brilliant, but he's he's grown so His shot stopping's unbelievable, and he has been all season. He's been, I mean, that was just part of a run of games, and that was when he got his Scott the first Scotland call, and it was so thoroughly deserved because that was part of a run of games where he was he was just exceptional. And those games where you look bad now. And at the time we were thinking, oh, we've not really got going here. But as it turned out, that immediately sort of preceded a 10-game losing streak. So come the end of the season, those games where we didn't think we were getting going, but we we're getting draws and nicking one-nil wins like at like at Tanner Dice, because that was a burglary. But we're nicking wins there and by the odd goal. They were really important come the end of the season because that was us having something in the bank for when we went on that bloody awful run. <laughs> and so much of that was down to Zander. Like you say, with like I say without him, we'd have been gone before. we have been gone before January transfer window. Like there's no danger. So I, I think he's been excellent. He's a, you know, he, it'd be a big miss. It really will be, not just for his goalkeeping, for his presence about the place. He's a senior player. He's capped the side a couple of times this season um, up at Aberdeen away. Another, another game where he was fantastic and we won 1-0. He yeah. had a great game that day. Mm-hmm. Pulled up some really good saves and Stevie May scored another one of my favourite goals this season that day. So, um, yeah, I just think he... I think he's been fantastic and without a two now, either one of them would be just tremendous value for the victory. But...
2: There can only be one. Shall we find out who won the award for 21-22? Last year, David Wutherspoon is handing over the baton to one of these two gentlemen. Let's find out who it is. Congratulations, Xander Clark. Thoroughly deserved win for Xander Clark, our goalkeeper our hero absolutely pulled out some great saves this season and he was certainly noticed when he wasn't playing certainly
1: He was I'm so chuffed for him absolutely chuffed for him and he's such a worthy winner as you say Sam he unbelievable I do need to say in fact what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a quick reminder of where we are so in 5th place was Murray Davidson. Fourth place, Hanson Marker Halberg. In third place, was Sean Rooney. In second place, with, I can't believe this, I can't believe it came down to this. So in second place, with 65 volts was Callum Hendry. In first place, with 66 volts was Xander Clark. Wow.
2: That is tight. So, so- so, sixty-five people voted, or is that your mad counting, counting system?
1: No, we had hundreds vote. This, this is Sam. This was agreed upon weeks <laughs> and months ago. This is the Eurovision style voting system. It has, it is foolproof. It's worked. Out. Honestly, there was nothing between them in the in the uh, in the public vote. There was about two points either way in that, and then when we catered. Um, when we cater to do our votes we're top two in everyone's list in some sort of order and Xander's got there by a nose oh wow
2: and we were due to get uh, Xander speak to him. we will speak to him may not be in the end of this episode unless he appears very very quickly but we promise we will speak to him and we'll get that interview out to you ASAP but don't, don't you think that's the end of the words? you know what happened at the end of the last awards ceremony Dan
1: I know what happens Sam you know what happens everybody out there who listens to it knows what happens but you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to stay a little bit patient and, for the good stuff. Indeed. Our end
2: of season montage song has been completed. It will be coming up very, very shortly to rival last season. Well, it was difficult this season because I had to pick the bones of it. Uh, last season, I, was, I had to cut stuff out because we were that good <laughs> with our Blur Universal <laughs> montage. But we do have our montage song coming up to to see our season out. But before that, we have to give special notice and a shout out to the fine people at Perth Theatre.
1: I like the theater, yeah, a fantastic production going on there at the minute. I would heartily recommend every Saints fan manages to get there. <laughs> That's the first time this episode I've got it in there, nice. I've wedged it in. Um, yeah, I'd heartily recommend everyone with even a passing interest in St. Johnston uh, gets themselves down to see this. Oh, when the Saints absolutely fantastic. We were there on Saturday night. Um, it was a rare old evening, wasn't it, son?
2: It was brilliant, uh, and we did a lot of networking afterwards as well to try and get potential there was
1: guests.
2: Some <laughs> We did some screws, but no, the show was brilliant. That like I had everything in it. Like a panel, dames, Shakespeare. I had old mil- old timey military guys. I had laughter. It was sad. It was dramatic. It was. It was genuinely brilliant. Um, it, it, it literally is for everybody, except maybe done
1: United fans, unless they've got a sense of humour. I would say. Well, that rules them all out. Anyway, <laughs> we move. We move. Um, yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. We had a rare old night there. Well done to everyone involved. Martin, um, the playwright, uh, Martin, Lou, Katie, Nick, everyone at Horse Cross, everyone involved. Just a, a superb production. And we had a brilliant old night there. And yeah, I just can't say anymore. Obviously, I won't give away any, uh, any of the plot or anything like that. but. It's, it's well worth going down. Not just I mean, you got the, the professionals there. They were fantastic, but the community cast stole the show for me.
2: Yeah, they were, it was brilliant. It was really good. My dad was there as well. He said it was absolutely superb. A lot of familiar faces there on Saturday. So uh, hello to everybody there. And we did lead the party afterwards, Dan.
1: How do we end up doing this? It's like that Mario Balotelli
2: thing, isn't it? Why always us? Yeah, we had a real old time on the Saturday night. So I, they're probably delighted they didn't have a show on the Sunday because they would have been messy. Was, but no, it was brilliant you, to have a you couple you of drinks. Had. Yeah, uh, drink to all the cast and crew. But that was our awards. That was our awards for 2022. Xander Clark is this year's winner. He will be getting the trophy. Uh, we'll get an interview with him forthwith. Also, but let's talk about guests coming on. What a lineup of guests we've got for next year. We are get, coming back, coming back bigger. We're coming back better. We're coming back with new features and probably some of the same old ones. Shop of shame, no boil.
1: Yeah, they're going to stay. They're not going anywhere. Bigger, better, harder, stronger. Not my words, Miller. The
2: words
0: of
1: popular Parisian hitmakers, the Daft Punk. (laughs) The Daft Punk, indeed.
2: So, names definitely confirmed coming on next season, unbelievably. We have got Roddy Grant confirmed. We did some schmoozing on Saturday. He is going to come on and that is going to be explosive.
1: Can I tell the Roddy Grant story from Saturday? Go on. Right. So... Me and my esteemed co-host here, we're having, a, we're having a real time. We're going around, we're chatting to folk, and Roddy's there. Now, I'd seen some sort of skirting around from a distance <laughs> around Roddy, and I was like, why isn't going and talking to him? But I was like, Roddy Grant's his hero. And then I went over and, from the other side of the room. I was chatting to you, and we're walking about, back, back, and you're like, I'm going to go speak to Roddy. And it was like there was a force field around him. They were like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, what's up with you? And you explained that you were getting a little bit shy, which isn't like you, which is why I caught by surprise. You were getting a little bit shy because Roddy Grant is your all-time football A little hero. bit starstruck, yeah. A little bit. So I went up to Roddy and definitely not using the word fanny, I said, Roddy, my best mate's over there. He'd love to have a word with you. <clears throat> um, he said, you're his favourite footballer growing up. I said, would you mind just going over and saying hello? I said, I just I said, yeah, my name's Dan. I didn't just go over and just randomly go <laughs> up and he doesn't know me. So he was like, I know where he's, Dan. Where is the big fanny? <laughs> I might have made that up. But he said something like, I know, Bob. And he went over and then you two were getting on my house on fire. That left me talking to Roddy's Roddy's wife and friends.
2: <laughs> yeah, I left you like, Danny, piss off. Me, me and Roddy are talking. Uh, yeah. So, th- you threw a couple of names. I, mean, I, at him.
1: Tell you, I may have promised him a spot on the podcast as well, so I've been to the list.
2: I did notice that Roddy's wife started uh, following the podcast on Facebook. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did I yeah, didn't I may notice have offered it. a spot. I may have offered a, a, a guest spot on there.
2: No, oh, that's fine. That that goes with the, the friends and family category kind of, of guests. We might bring <laughs> that back, but we are bringing. A, we're going to be doing a quiz next year. We're going to get a, a weekly contestant on, or maybe bi-weekly. We're not sure. Depends how difficult we are, or how difficult it is to get questions put together. But we're going to do a kind of pop style. Definitely not like Popmaster Quiz about St. Johnson. That's coming next season. The
1: guests... And we're definitely not going to nick this Potmaster theme song.
2: Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, guests, sorry. Roddy Grant. So after my wee chat with him, he said, will you come on? He went, of course I'll come on. Shook my hand. It's a deal. He's in. Giorgio Boyle, he's coming on. <laughs> he's confirmed. Mm-hmm. He is coming on. Tommy Wright, he's also confirmed. He's coming on. Miguel Simeo, been trying to get him on since the beginning of the time. He'll come on. Nathan Lowndes and Son, both coming on. What a me of strikers we've got there
1: and a goalie wonderful use of cacophony <laughs> thank you oh, <laughs> it? it's gonna be big it's gonna be mega it's gonna be conjunction. we're coming back babies and it's gonna be better than ever and it'll be round sooner than you think because I've just realised the season starts in a month
2: yeah I'm off to Canada so I missed two of the Betfred games the first two but we'll be back the week uh, after we'll that mi- I-
1: I- I'm missing Queen of the South because i am going on a Saturday in the Open ah right okay
2: Um but we will be back, yeah, sooner rather than later. So we just have to thank every single person that has listened to the podcast, subscribed, made a nice comment, came to say hello to us, left a post on Twitter that wasn't about us um, to blame for Elliot Parish. All of these things is it's why we do it. We absolutely love it. Uh, all our special guests that have come on, Lynn for organising it all, Danny for almost being on time every week. It's, I have to thank absolutely, <laughs> just just <laughs> once i thought today maybe the award ceremony my computer one minute to seven here he comes yep nope, five past but still it's fine it's well, bit- i didn't
1: know you were there. right because you normally text me S- seven
2: o'clock
1: i said seven oh, f- well well, well. <laughs> i'm so miller and i'm so punctual thanks man cheers mate
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no we have to thank absolutely everybody again for listening um it's it's been a blast and next season is going to be even bigger and better than this
1: Sam I'd just like to echo every single thing you've said there um, massive thanks to everyone who's listening everyone who's subscribed come up to us at games had a chat with us had a pint with us Um, it's just been magic to all the guests to Lynn but mostly mate the biggest thank you of all to yourself you are the brains of the operation, yeah. That's certainly not me. You are the graft of the operation, and yeah, you do. It's it's an absolute buzz, and just thanks for doing this for us every week because it's the absolute best thing in the world.
2: It is brilliant, and we love doing it. Uh, we'll keep doing it as long as you want us to keep doing it. But let's end the show as we do in the award ceremony show. If we say it like it's a regular thing, but it will be. It's our end of season montage. Will we play it out? play it again Sam nice nice see you all next season gang
1: bye bye stay stay frosty no no
3: (laughs) Ali welcome back how does it feel to be back at pre-season it's good to be back the lads are all buzzing to be back in it's good to see everyone get back into the swing of it And again, you've got to realise though, you're playing against a team like Galatasaray. Uh, if we manage to get any sort of result, that'll be a phenomenal achievement for us. There's a chance for key. can he get there, Muslera? He drops there's got to be, be a, a penalty, be he's got to be off the park! Yeah. Wow! He's in a big wait, but he steps up and oh, scores! Yeah. Jason Kerr silences the home crowd. Keep one for Kerr. he wins it. It's a difficult one for the <laughs> It's really be a consolation for St. Johnston. Kane's in the middle, and there is Chris Kane, who does get the goal that puts St. Johnson one up in Austria. we have lost a captain today, Jason Kerr, who's joined Wigan, and it should be announced shortly that one of their best players, Ali McCann, now will be joining Preston North End.
0: Johnston,
3: go ahead at Denz. Sean, I think you're developing a liking for a goal in the cup competitions, aren't you? Ah, love it, eh? love the cup competitions. Easy. Pretty conclusive in the end for Callum Davidson's team. Two goals for Kane, one for May. Well, that's ten straight defeats now, and we are bottom of the table. Kevin Clancy's checking his watch. We're into stoppage time. The full time whistle has gone, and the holder St Johnston are out of the Scottish Cup. To the Amanda Fisher, to the Chairman, he's backing me to get more players in. It's whatever we do from now on to try and make sure St Johnston survives. And St Johnston. Find the opening goal through the head of Callum Hendry Callum Davidson recalled the striker to try and find a goal for St Johnston, he's done just that and has Ali Crawford just stolen all three points in the 90th minute they haven't won since October and it's in, and this time it's Jamie the cap, St Johnston will climb off the bottom of the table. it strikes six from Callum Hendry and that consensus Johnston in the direction of a very valuable three-point. And Glenn Middleton comes off the bench to give St Johnston the lead. Callum Davidson's men will face at least a playoff. Good evening from the Highlands. Over the next two matches we will finalise the last remaining piece of the SPFL season. Who will make up the final 12 in next season's Scottish Premiership?
0: Once again, Sean Rooney comes up with a huge goal! Halberg does! Yeah! Two quick goals! It's Macalea! Yeah! Oh, yeah! Well, on well, a comeback, Billy in for
3: but Smashed in by Stevie May! Pearson. Oh, it's got in! It. Hensi to make sure St. Johnson stay up, it's a wonderful finish! It's Rooney really with a chance for a fourth, he tries the same. St Johnston 1, riotly torn. St Johnston are staying up. at McDermott Park, it is finished. St Johnston 4, Inverness carry this 0 6-2 on aggregate. Callan, well done. Big yeah. smile on your face. probably a relief more than anything else. We're in a really dark place November, December, turning back because them. have managed to bring some players in. We've been fighting like mad ever since the staying